Today's show is sponsored by PingPlotter. Test end user connections for any worker from anywhere using PingPlotter's network troubleshooting app. Get connectivity and performance details quickly and efficiently and solve problems faster. Visit pingplotter.com slash packpushers to learn more and get 25% off your first three months. That's pingplotter.com slash packetpushers. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Full Stack Journey podcast, where we talk about the ongoing evolution of the IT professional. Thank you so much for listening. I am your host, Scott Lowe, and my goal today with this episode of the Full Stack Journey is, as always, to help equip and prepare listeners for their journey of learning across the full stack of technologies that are present in today's data centers and cloud environments. Now, I'm very honored today to be having a guest joining me. We're going to be talking about an exciting open source project called Pixie. And uh, joining me today, and I'm going to apologize in advance to, to if I don't get the name quite right, but we have uh, Fabian Ngala, who is joining us from uh, Kenya. So good evening, uh, Fabian. How are you? I'm very good. How are you doing? Well, I am so glad that you uh, were able to join us on the podcast. Thank you for making time uh, to to join us and talk about Pixie. Uh, before we get into sort of you know the the meat of the of the episode, uh, why don't you take a minute and sort of just you know tell listeners, hey, this is who I am, and you know this is where I'm coming from, and uh, you know here's how to find me online in case they want to connect with you or something like that. That's good. My name is Fabian Gala, and I'm from Nairobi, Kenya. A full stack developer, full stack engineer, being specific, and a community relation developer relations back in Nairobi, Kenya. So I've been a Golang developer and a Rust developer and a man stack developer. I've got a big interest in the backend part and a big interest too in the battle of DevOps in the cloud technology, AWS, Azure, and other cloud technology. Awesome, awesome. Well, we are super excited to have you on the show. Um, uh, so let's let's just jump right into the content here. Um, Tell us, you know, we're, we, I mentioned we're going to be talking about, about this project called Pixie. So why don't we start with just sort of a high level introduction to start off with for the listeners. You know, what is this project called Pixie? Like, what is it trying to do? Pixie is the new, the new kid, kid in the block, the new technology, and it's for the super nerds, especially for the super nerd. And Pixie runs entirely on the Kubernetes clusters uh, without storing any customer data outside the cloud part. So Pixie is an open source project and Pixie have been, it has been a while, but like three to two years ago, um, Pixie is, it is a good technology in the part of, it's avoid trading of depth of visibility due to hassle and cost of tracking petabyte, petabyte of telemetry of cluster. Into it, New Relic was the first SaaS company that enabled its engineers to instantly monitor the Ruby application. Ruby application, Ruby has been a very great language, especially making systems which are sometimes complicated or say the big apps, these modern apps, because making a modern app is, is, is not that easy. It includes both the front end, back end, and the databases, which Integrating the APIs, the integrations, it's a tough job. So Pixie, Pixie is a technology whereby you monitor 
every 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 process of your application um, and pixie in specific pixie is a new technology that helps developer because it's very hard to remember well which which item you have not pushed in the, in the github what what item have not updated so pixie comes in between helping developers by monitoring the part of the network and the part of database and the part of development. What next? What's lacking? And what's and what's what's waiting? Pixie will deliver this experience with one command, one command only. You can entire you can light up an entire cloud environment and get telemetry immediately. So Pixie, being a monitoring tool, helps the SaaS company. Especially when you're dealing with clients who are huge, is the government? Government it has a very huge client base or very huge data that it has to see and to make sure everything is in control. The part of the data protection, the new the new loan in the European territory. So Pixie is a is a very nice tool to use. Okay, cool. So uh, I'm just kind of, you know, kind of repeat back what you were saying is that, you know, that we've got this, this new, this new tools, like it's relatively like it's a new kid on the block, I think is how you described it, right? Um, yep. Pixie, you know, Kubernetes only. So, you know, listeners need to understand that, you know, if they want to put Pixie to work in their environment, that this is only going to work for Kubernetes workloads. But the idea here is that it can monitor sort of like all aspects of the application, not just, you know, Sort of front end aspects of the application or the back end services, but it has visibility sort of to, you know, well, to borrow a, a phrase from, you know, the name of the podcast, it has the ability to sort of see the full stack, right? And provide um, observability and, and monitoring functionality to operators or to developers in order to do that. Is that, is that a, you know, good, good way to summarize? Yeah, that's, that's the best way to summarize. Right. Okay. Awesome. There's a lot of monitoring and observability tools out there. I guess what I'm curious to know, and I think what what listeners would be interested to know too, is like why would Pixie be better than you know some other tool? Like why why should if 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 I am as as a user and I have Kubernetes in my environment, um, you know wh why would I? What benefit am I going to get from going with Pixie as opposed to something else? Right. Um, number one. Uh, now Pixie uses Kubernetes, which is a which is a which is a new language, and it's a cutting edge compu computing language. Kubernetes by by Kubernetes in specific Kubernetes it is divided into clusters, right? And Pixie runs entirely inside the Kubernetes as a distributed machine data system, meaning you don't need to transfer any data outside your cluster. Pixie gives you a secure and cost-effective way, cost-effective and scalable way to access unlimited data. In the in that government, it has a very or big enterprises have very big data, so they, they, they always need there's, there's there's always a need to do a cost-effective way for the developers and for the engineers in the team whereby it is scalable to access the unlimited data of the whole government of the whole government of the whole enterprises to deploy machine learning algorithms at source 
and setting up pipelines in between the calls. So in, in summary, in, in summary, Pixie, it is cost effective for big companies because they access their data unlimited in the cloud. Number two, Pixie is a script-based tool because Pixie runs entirely on scripts. And that you can use in two types the Pixie, either using it as an API or uh, on the command or the CLI command line interface. You can use scripts from Pixie native debugging interfaces. For example, you can write Pixie script to debug your web app or your mo mobile or debug right in the terminal without going without going back to the to the source code and debugging the whole. So Pixie is a tool whereby you can see where where your code has gone wrong and debug it right at the terminal. And it is also team specific and is and it's a custom built for for engineers. You can analyze data from integration without existing monitoring and visibility platforms. You just observe your data right at the terminal or observe your, your code right at the terminal. So it's like a code-based approach, not a monitoring, not, not like a, that monitoring tool whereby you could monitor your code from right, you could monitor your integration in a different platform. But Pixie, you will interact with your code right at the terminal. Uh, number three, it's a non-instrumental non data collection. Pixie doesn't collect data. It uses a technology known as EBF to collect metrics, events, and your logs and traces automatically from the application infrastructure, which is Kubernetes. Operating systems and network layouts. For custom data, you can collect logs dynamically using APBF or ingest existing telemetry. So Pixie doesn't collect the data that you are that you are coding. Just collects logs and events of your cluster or your Kubernetes. So there's a couple of points I heard there that I think might help listeners sort of differentiate Pixie versus something like a Prometheus or you know something like that, right? First of all, yes. it's like Okay, it's 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 sort of holding all the data, you know, in the cluster, right? So it's not it's not sending data somewhere else that you would have to be worried about, um, worried about like you know data confidentiality or something of that nature, right? Um, second, it's you know it's it's script based, so you've got this either REST API or CLI that you can run to execute, you know, sort of specific, for lack of a better term, queries, right? I guess would be a good term. I don't know if there's a better term. But, uh, you know, to say this is exactly what I want to see, I want to see just this slice of data. And, and that can be very, very particular to the code that is being executed. Um, uh, you know, so it's giving developers sort of something that's closer to their code as opposed to something that's more tailored for the platform, right? Um, and then, and then, and then I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I caught this last part, but it sounds like it's more real time than sort of like uh, time series based, right? You know, when you have something like Prometheus, it's going out and it's scraping metrics or, or data points every so often. And then you come back sort of after the fact and you say, show me what happened, you know, during this time period or whatever, and it'll, it'll pull metrics or whatever. But it sounds like a Pixie script is more like you execute the script and then in real time, it captures 
data and events um, and triggers that will show you what's happening in the system. So is that accurate? Is that fair? It is fair. In the part of the, it's not like monitoring, it's just like the other tools in Prometheus in that it collects data in the real time and tells you where, 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 where what is needed at, the, at that time. Not about it runs all the whole system, then gives you a logs, logs of, of what you are doing. So it becomes a real time stuff when you are coding um, when you are coding in a team. So it's, gotcha. it's a nice tool to use in a in a team. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. So this is really more of like a a real time thing. Like you you you're you're trying to debug some behavior in your application, um, you know, and and you're saying okay, I want to observe in real time what's happening here between my front end and my back end. I can run a Pixie script and it will pull all these events from Kubernetes, from the operating system, from the networking stack. We'll talk about the technology it uses in just a moment, but uh, pulls these events to sort of give you that visibility into what's happening so that while you're trying to debug this, this situation, you can see and say, oh, okay, you know, blah, blah, blah is happening. Now I know how to go fix that. Is that, is that right? That's correct. All right, perfect. Now, I heard you mention, uh, you know, a technology that I think a lot of listeners have probably heard about before, um, but you mentioned that it's using uh, eBPF as its foundation, right? Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. Now, we've done other episodes where we've talked about eBPF a little bit. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes uh, for listeners to one of the episodes I did with um, uh, Duffy Cooley uh, on the Cilium project, which also uses eBPF, but um, for the sake of, you know, keeping our episodes relatively self-contained, why don't you take a minute and, and, and to kind of tell listeners, you know, what, what is, what is so special about eBPF and why does it matter that Pixie is leveraging it? So eBPF is a revolutionary technology with origin in the Linux kernel that can run and sandbox programs in operating system kernel. It uses, it is used safely and effect efficiently, extended the capabilities of the kernel without requiring to change kernel source code or load kernel modules. That's the introduction of EPBPF. So the, uh, historically, the kernel is the one that used to do all the operation of the system, being the networking and the security functionality. It, it was done by the, by the kernel. But EPBPF is a new language that can, that can be sandboxed and the operation of the kernel be taken to the, write the code in EPBPF and the operation of the kernel is done by the EPBF language without needing the kernel to do the networking and the security part of, part of the operating system. Let's pause the conversation for a brief message from sponsor Pingplotter. If you're supporting remote workers, you need visibility into end-user networks. Pingplotter is a network troubleshooting app that constantly tests connections from the end-user's perspective. Diagnose internet connection problems for any worker from anywhere using a centralized dashboard. Pingplotter helps you unravel issues quickly and efficiently thanks to automated alerts. It includes REST API alerts that enable event-based automations across multiple apps. Pingplotter's Insight tool helps you dispatch more of the workload to frontline support and basic network troubleshooting to end users. You can have a diagnosis in as little as 10 minutes without any intervention on your part. Pingplotter helps make remote work better for your IT team and your end users. Visit pingplotter.com slash packetpusher to learn more and find out how you can get 25% off your first three months. One more time, that's pingplotter.com slash packetpushers. And now, back to the conversation. 
Okay, so eBPF uh, is, and, and again, you know, listeners, you can refer to the Cilium episode as well, but what we're really talking about here is, you know, folks using eBPF to sort of dynamically extend the kernel to do things that, you know, otherwise would have required in the past, you know, writing a kernel module and, and loading the kernel module and all that. Instead, now using eBPF, we can kind of uh, be a little more dynamic, a little more, um, you know, kind of on the fly about what it is that we're asking the kernel to do. Is that, is that fair? That's fair too. Yeah. Okay. And so then, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm sort of following this line of thinking correctly then, right? So because Pixie is using eBPF, then it's going to tie in to all of these events, uh, event hooks and uh, sort of things that, you know, system calls that the kernel's making um, that basically is going to give it sort of that visibility that it, that it has to pretty much anything that's happening within a code base or on the system, which is how, you know, developers and other users are able to use Pixie um, to see, you know, what it is they're trying to see, right? Um, and uh, and I'm guessing then that the Pixie scripts uh, are simply, you know, kind of directing Pixie to say, this is what I want to see out of, out of all the data that you have visible to you. These are the specific things that I want to see. In short form, you can say that the, the EBPF, is, it has been used in most of the modern, modern use cases the part of the cloud 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 environment or cloud technology so whereby cloud security is a, is a, is, a, is an issue the part of the developer the full stack developer the full stack developer so ipbpf gives the developer an opportunity to provide total security rather than the kernel providing the security at back at the operating system that's what the ipbpf does Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. You know, we've talked about, you know, sort of what, what Pixie is and what the benefits are for users and, uh, you know, what technologies Pixie leverages. So this is, you know, running on Kubernetes, it's leveraging eBPF. Um, uh, what I'd like to do is sort of turn our attention a little bit to, um, you know, how would a, a listener, so there's, you know, somebody out here listening to the podcast and, you know, they're your average, you know, infrastructure engineer. They're not a developer like you, right? Um, they're, you know, somebody who's monitoring uh, or managing a, a Kubernetes platform or or they're, uh, you know, a, a server admin or whatever. Um, and they're like, hey, I think, you know, Pixie would be useful for my team. How, how do I get started using it? Like from your perspective, you know, what would be a good way for somebody to, to sort of get started using Pixie, right? Um, resources that would be useful, um, for, for getting started, uh, you know, tutorials, anything like that. Do you have anything you might be able to share with listeners? And of course, we'll add links in the show notes, uh, folks, for anything that uh, Fabian uh, mentions. I can, I can start by saying you, you need a cloud provider, either by free, free, either by VPS hosting, mostly by cloud, most of, most of, most, mostly Pixie is used by AWS, being the famous and the biggest cloud platform. In the, in the world. So you should be very conversant with Dockers and Kubernetes and be very conversant with this part of the scripting, whereby uh, the best programming language scripting is Python. Uh, I can advise, I would advise the guys who, who like to use Pixie 
it's a good tool the part the guys you are doing more so on networking and who are working in healthcare and the healthcare department or healthcare system it's a good tool whereby you monitor your your to your your network you monitor your databases in whole so when you're starting with pixie should be very conversant with how to use kubernetes at first make sure you are very conversant using kubernetes very reliable internet and a very good cloud provider there 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 are there are many resources that you can get back in the internet although the best where you can learn how to use pixie will be on the github github has a very elaborate repo on how you can use pixie in your system okay all right so we want to you know we're reminding you you know listeners here like um pixie is built on kubernetes so we want to make sure you know before you try to go down the path of using pixie or learning how to use pixie got to make sure that you are you know well versed in kubernetes um and uh, and that you 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 know you know how kubernetes works and you know the the core principles of kubernetes and we've we've done a number of different episodes on kubernetes and various kubernetes pieces so i'll put some links to show notes or put some links in the show notes rather to some of the other episodes that we've done um but uh it sounds also like um you know uh this is maybe maybe more commonly used in a public cloud environment but uh you know so if you are running in a public cloud environment like aws or azure or google we want to make sure that you're familiar with the underlying cloud platform um and then um i heard you mention the sort of the scripting language and uh did it did i hear you say you know uh uh python uh is is used here or did i did i miss here but uh, it's python python oh. is a good scripting language right okay but that's not uh that's not the same language that the uh is that the same language that the pixie scripts are written in or uh or is that is that separate it's not the same language but it's a foundation language where you learn some basic scripting gotcha. to be to be a good to be a good start gotcha okay to learn to learn about scripting okay all right so you know you want to you want to have some some experience right with with uh, some sort of scripting language python's one one example i guess is what you're saying so um uh these are all things that you know like you look if you are a system admin or server admin or maybe even you're coming from the networking field um and you're looking to expand your skill set these are some things that you should be familiar with um sort of before you try to jump into uh the the pixie world um and again i'll put some i'll put some links in the show notes folks so that uh you know you have access to that and can uh, follow up uh, on other episodes or other resources um and then you mentioned that uh, pixie is on github right because uh, this is an open source project um so yeah so um we should make sure that you know, you check out the documentation um, for Pixie. We'll put links to that in the show notes and also check out the repository um, in case there's a useful information there. Um, so that's that's great. Those are some, um, some very useful resources that I think listeners would find useful in getting started. So I appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. Um, I was just you know, curious before we, before we wrap up, um, you know, you mentioned some use cases for, um, for Pixie, you know, sort of like, healthcare, government, some other areas, right? So that's super useful because I think that helps listeners sort of, you know, like figure out, hey, is this something that I could use in my environment, right? Um, but I was wondering any any sort of like final thoughts or, or you know, final 
um, things that you want to share with listeners, you know, like, hey, before we wrap up, make sure, you know, this or make sure that or, you know, don't forget to look at this or don't forget to look at that. Any any final words of advice or words of wisdom for the listeners? Yeah, there's a specific problem that Pixie solves. Pixie is a, is a platform that can be used with APIs or the, on the APIs on the, or the part of the terminal on the CLI. Pixie is a good tool whereby you, you do large data, large data. It offers community cloud offering 100% free for all Pixie users. So for 100% free to all Pixie users on the part. And Pixie is cost effective, not so that expensive. So it will charge you on the amount of data you have collected, the maximum size of data you have collected. And Pixie is a very secure platform where you can, you can store your data in flights in between cluster storage and presentation on the UI, on the command line interface, on the API. And Pixie data flowed in a, it flows in encrypting manner or encrypting style format, but it, it is secure. And it's, it's being offered on the, on the same network as the cluster in your Kubernetes. I, I, I choose Pixie over, over Prometheus because Pixie is a new kid in the block and it, it has been ushered be very well by developers since the last two years. And it has been very popular being used in health system, in the tracking and large databases. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. I, I, I do appreciate, you know, like you just telling listeners like, you know, hey, look, I made the evaluation, you know, I was looking for a solution and I looked at these others and I chose Pixie because I think that gives listeners like, you know, it's always nice to hear from another user. That's why we have these, you know, user groups and meetups and all these kind of things where where we can all get together and talk about lessons that we've learned and that kind of thing. And so, you know, you giving listeners the, you know, the the sort of the, you know, Hey, this is what I chose, and I chose it for these reasons. I think is useful, so I appreciate you you sharing that with the listeners, and I think that'll be that'll be helpful. So thank you for that. Um, all right, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap up this episode. Uh, Fabienne, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I know it's a little later in the day there in uh, Kenya, so I appreciate you joining us, uh, um, and uh, and thank you for taking the time to record. Uh, do you want to, uh, you know, give listeners maybe like your Twitter handle or some other online resource and in case they want to connect with you and have some further discussions around Pixie? Yeah, my, my Twitter handle is at Fabian Gala, both on the LinkedIn and the, on Twitter. Okay, great. I'll put links for that in um, into the show notes. So in case listeners, in case you want to connect with Fabian, uh, then you are able to do so and you can have some, uh, you know, some more in-depth discussions around uh, Pixie and how you may be able to use Pixie in your environment. And that's it for this episode. I want to uh, thank Fabian again for joining me uh, for this episode of the Full Stack Journey podcast. As always, I, I love to hear feedback from listeners on this episode or any episode of the podcast. So by all means, I invite you to reach out to me. You can contact me via Twitter. Um, the podcast handle is at FSJ Podcast on Twitter, or you can reach out to me, the host, Scott Lowe, as at Scott underscore Lowe on Twitter. Um, either way is fine. Uh, you can also find me in a variety of online Slack communities. So you know, feel free to track me down and uh, you know, hit me up and let me know what you think of the podcast, what we could do better, uh, what we're doing well. 
Um, feel free to leave a review on whatever podcast platform of choice you use, whether that be um, iTunes or Google Play Store or Stitcher or any of the other number of places where you can find the podcast being published. This is the Full Stack Journey Podcast, where too much learning is never enough. Mm-hmm.